20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. It is a fun, fun day today. We have a schedule release. We are previewing running backs for the upcoming drafts. I'm Steve Perhatch, joined by Dusty Evely, Tyler Grezegorik. Boys, what is going on? Nothing, man. Excited. Excited, Steve. Arr. Big time today. Big time. Arr. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to match Dusty's level of excitement, but uh, I am excited as well. Steve has uh, Steve had, has tried to disown me on this podcast before for being too <laughs> blah up front, so I'm, it's overcompensating, Tyler. Don't worry about it. You're doing yeah, good. Tyler, You're doing great. Don't worry. Yeah, Tyler. It's it's him and Sarah. Every time I'm like, what's going on, guys? I'm all excited. I'm jacked to be talking to you know adults instead of my children for the, you know the good hour of the day. <laughs> and uh, they're like, hey, how's it going? Like, just they give me nothing. Well, they Sarah's. Nothing I think there. Sarah's like a disinterested youth, uh, and so <laughs> I think I feed off that energy. I'm gonna. She's not here, so I'm just gonna blame Sarah for that. Goddamn millennials! They're ruining everything. <laughs> everything. Every single thing. <laughs> so it's a big day. Um, Packers schedule is officially released. The NFL schedule is out for everyone. So first initial thoughts, Dusty, what do you got for me? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's really front loaded with the with the home games, um, which kind of concerning. We talked about it beforehand. I'm going to take the negative view on this, Steve. Um, <laughs> if if the Packers get out to a slow start, which is not outside their own possibility, you know, it's it's. Uh, new coach, uh, new staff. You got some, you know, some young guys. Hopefully, hopefully taking a step up, but you really don't know. You know, Rogers coming back from uh, from a down year and also that injury that he didn't get, end up getting surgery on. If they come out to a slow start and they kind of blow through a lot of these early home games without a great record, and then they're staring down the barrel of uh, a whole bunch of away games, it's very, very concerning. So if they get out to, you know, if they 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 do at Chicago and then the next three games are at home. If they come out of that stretch two and two, uh, there's there's gonna be some nerves. There's gonna be some nerves. So I'm I'm a little concerned about little concerned about that up front. I love the late buy, uh, that week eleven buy, but that all those home games up front, I just it makes me nervous for what could potentially happen with uh, with the team and also with. Um, with the fan base kind of reacting to that, uh, I don't want. I, I just don't want to deal with the fan base dealing with the real. You, you, you somehow think that if the Packers aren't doing well, the fan base will have an adverse reaction? It's I'm we've, shocked. We've talked about it before, Steve. We do hot takes on the show. Just hot Ooh. takes. That's my hot take today. <laughs> Tyler, what stood out to you first of all? You know, I'm, I'm kind of excited that the Packers actually get to go to Dallas. That's kind of cool. Mm. Um, you know. Looking at that stretch of games at the beginning of the season, they played five in the first seven. So there's definitely a reason to be concerned as far as if they get off to a slow start. It's going to be a little bit tougher than probably usually it would be to kind of get back on the saddle uh, and you know make that playoff run. Uh, considering they have two home games in the final six weeks of the season, mm-hmm. um, it's just, you know, everybody's schedule is crap. That's the honest truth. Everybody's <laughs> schedule is crap. There's the, there's no good way to really slice it because you can always find a bad stretch or a good stretch. The key is you just got to win football games. So that's kind of my hot take on it. Just win. I like it. I like it. I like scorching it. hot today, guys. You know, you two are coming off on the negative side a little bit. But, I mean, there's also the positive of the fact that, you know, you're giving Lafleur the opportunity. He's got home games with the home crowd behind him. Um and if they start doing well, like if they start taking off, I mean, you're, you've got a good run at home 
as, as you said, five out of seven right away to start it at, from home. And if you, if all of a sudden you come out of that five and two, I mean, that fan base that you said could be going one way could have the tide turning for them in a very positive oh, way They'll still as well. be negative, Steve. You know that. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to have a positive spin for once, Dusty. Okay, so let's talk biggest game you see or, or game the one game you're most excited about that you saw and and why. Uh, I'm, I'm hyped for that Week 15 uh, game in Lambeau against the Bears. I mean, you know, we know they're opening in Chicago – uh, and the, you know that's that's going to be a big game, but it, if everything goes like you know theoretically it could, you never know year to year. But it's not necessarily their own possibility to say that both of these teams should be neck and neck for the division this year. I would think based on what the Bears did last year, um, based on what I hope the Packers will do this year. So that Week 15 in Lambeau, uh, I actually wouldn't be shocked to see that flex to the Sunday night uh, if everything goes right. But that could be a huge game for the division against two huge rivals. Uh, in Lambeau, mid December, it's going to be cold. Uh, I'm, I, I'm. I mean, this schedule hit today, and I've been texting with, uh, you know, friends and and brothers that we were thinking, okay, are we? What game we're we going to hit? Do we want to try to hit this game this year? Um, I think that's going to be a big one. I'm already psyched for that. Tyler, what do you got? Yeah, I, I'm looking at the schedule as well. I mean, the, obviously, you end the season with three straight divisional games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were kind of talking out, outside of the recording about the weather and whether or not the home games is actually a blessing in disguise because they're not going to play a lot of super cold games, um, you know, with Minnesota and their new indoor stadium, uh, they're going to, uh, have a lot of dome games to end out the season, which is going to be good for them. Uh, they might be able to actually, Oh goodness. Stay, you know, stay healthy towards the end of the year. Um, but you know, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I'm trying to swing it in the positive direction for you, Steve. I appreciate that. Um, don't pander to him, Tyler. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. But in reality, though, they do have a favorable schedule, I think, towards the end of the season, aside from them all being on the road. Makes sense. I, I like it all. I actually have two things that are kind of peeking in my head right now for the games. First one is actually just week one. I am jacked to see that just because mm-hmm. on the road against the Bears – Brand new coaching system, brand new offense. Uh, that like, it's just going to be such an awesome first test, and we can get a really good gauge as to where the Packers are. I'm kind of hoping that there's just you know opening play, just a huge bomb down the side to Devonte Adams, and you all of a sudden see like a 21 trailing in the back of the uh, <laughs> you know at the back of the screen, and all the Bears, all the Packers fans are laughing on Twitter like I told you. I told you this would happen. But talk about this all off season. Exactly. <laughs> we got an upgrade with Ha Ha. No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, so, the other thing to note, though, too early is that the first five games are pretty good defenses in general. I think out of those five, maybe the Vikings are the worst, and like that's not even saying really a lot because they have a, at least middling defense if at their worst. So I, I think. You know, you get a good idea of what the offense can do against some quality quality teams uh, early on this year, too. Uh, actually, I mean, too, Andy Andy Herman actually put out a nice tweet about it, too, saying that the offensive tackles need to start off healthy this year mm-hmm. uh, because week one they're going Mac Floyd, week two Griffin Hunter, week three Chubb and Miller, week four Graham and Barnett, and week five uh, Lawrence. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's guys that can come after the quarterback right away. So, yeah, yeah that's some – that's – that's a bonus that the, that a lot of those games are at home. 
you know, you got the crowd behind you. You've got a quality right and left tackle. So as long as those guys stay healthy, should be good. Um, I would like to note before we jump into the running back conversation, the Milwaukee Bucks are playing right now, and there are several Packers at the game. There is one Aaron Rodgers. There is one David Bakhtiari who was put on the Jumbotron and promptly slammed a beer. So if anybody is my left tackle, that is my left tackle. (laughs) They immediately panned to Rodgers after that, and he just kind of was like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? I can't beat that. (laughs) So he just kind of riled the crowd up, but – yeah, so that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. The, the, one, let... the one other thing I want to say, uh, the one thing, the other thing that does concern me, because I want to get back negative because you guys are way too positive, um, is that the, I mean, the two, and again, you don't know how these teams are going to be until the season starts, but it looks like, based on what happened last season, they're the two of the toughest teams they're playing against are back-to-back away games. they got the Chiefs in Week 8, and they've got the Chargers in Week 9. Uh, both those are playoff teams. Uh, granted, the Chargers could potentially just be a home game because it's, it's the chargers um but chiefs that Chiefs stadium when they're good gets packed out so those two games being like what looks to be two of the tougher opponents away back to back right like before the bye that's a little concerning uh, it, it won't be an issue because um <clears throat> if you look at it for the chargers that is in early november and i can almost guarantee that philip river's wife is going to be probably having a baby at that point so he's going to be yeah, he's going to be extra tired it's going to yeah. be you know not an issue at all. So She's got a triplets. Um, it's a it's a moot point for for you there. Uh, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen will probably be sidelined at that point a little bit. I would imagine as well. So that's just a good so you're point. aware, good just point. just so you're aware, Dusty. If you keep going negative, I'm going to start using your full name just to piss you off. <laughs> this is your one warning. I'm just saying, I've been let's, nice uh, so far, but you're on. starting to irk me a little bit. So let's, let's move. Let's move on. All right, let's move on. I love this, Steve. I think everything's going great. I think everything's looking sunshine and roses today, Steve. <laughs> All right. Well, we um, have been tasked with talking to you guys about the running back situation that's coming up in the draft. So we really wanted to kind of break down. There is a gluttony of running backs, some good, some bad. Um, we should have some hot takes coming from both these guys from um, <laughs> the Twitter private messages that we had. So kind of just wanted to do a quick rundown of some of the guys that are going to be available for the Packers, uh, for everybody in the draft, but just some names, and then we'll kind of go into a little bit deeper dive on a few of them uh, that we like and how they might fit with the Packers. But, I mean, the names are, are right there. I mean, you got Josh Jacobs out of Alabama, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Damian Harris, Dar- Darrell Henderson, Justice Hill, Devin Singletary, Benny Snell, uh, Bryce Love, Mike Weber, Rodney Anderson. I mean, the list goes on and on. There are, I believe, talented running backs in this draft. I don't know if some of the other people around <clears throat> here think there are as many talented ones. Um, <laughs> a little foreshadowing for you, if you will. Uh, but I just want to start initially to start this conversation. I just want to talk and see if you guys feel that the Packers should draft somebody this year as a you know probably a third rotational guy. And if so, where are you comfortable? Like, what round are you targeting, would you say, for the <clears throat> Tyler, I want you to lead us off because you have some, <laughs> some good takes. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I honestly don't want any of the running backs, really. But if I had to pick one uh, and pick a round, I should say, where I'm going to take a running back, it's probably going to be somewhere in, like, the fourth or fifth round. This, this class is not really full of guys who can do – 
who can do it all. It's just a, it's just a bunch of niche guys. Uh, it's the guys who are going to specialize on early downs, the guys who are going to specialize in late downs. There's maybe two. I could listen to an argument for three that I would say are going to be three down backs in the NFL moving out of this class. And I, you know, I, I think that LaFleur is going to be looking for maybe a pass specialist, you know, a guy who can come in on third downs, be that pass blocker right away and, you know, be a viable receiver, a dynamic receiver out of the backfield, like similar to a Deion Lewis last year. Um, and what he had obviously in LA with Todd Gurley, but I just don't know if there's a complete package that the Packers are going to be interested in this class that they're going to spend a you know a top pick on, and I I classify a top pick as anywhere in the top three rounds. So I'm I'm just not a big fan of the class in general, and that's just kind of my overarching take of it. Just out of curiosity, Tyler, who who are your three guys you could see that could be the three down guys? Uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, Dave Montgomery, and if healthy, Rodney Anderson. Okay, I've, I'm going to echo Tyler because I don't have um, original thoughts about this draft. I don't know. I don't know like anyone I was looking at, and I was I was talking to you guys before. Uh, I I don't keep up with the draft. I watch the draft and I pay attention to it. I don't keep up with it as closely as a lot of other Packers people do, or just NFL guys in general. Um, and so you know, I'm kind of looking at uh, some of these running backs. I'm like, yeah, that guy's pretty cool. Uh, that guy I would really like in this round. And I look, and everyone's going like two rounds too high. Just two rounds. Like, I really loved um, – I'm a big, big fan of David Montgomery. Like, he's he's limited, but I really, really like him. I say limited, just he doesn't have that kind of breakaway speed. Uh, so his, his I think his ceiling is always going to be just, just kind of lower uh, than maybe it could be. Uh, and I was like, that, he'd be cool in, like, the third or the fourth. I've seen Mox having him go in the second. Uh, you know, I'm a Kentucky guy. I graduated from Kentucky, and so – I watched Benny Snell. I, I don't think that Benny Snell is going to uh, translate that well. Uh, I think, you know, he can make people miss. He's obviously, you know, good center of gravity, uh, strong guy, kind of more of a pounder. I, like, yeah, fifth or sixth round, man. Like, he's a hard worker. <clears throat> he's a hard worker. I think he's going to put in the time. I, I just, I'm looking at something that's got him going like mid fourth. Actually, there's one I looked, I'm looking at it from CBS uh, Sports mid fourth to Kentucky. Or, or two for two Green Bay? No, like absolutely not. Like <laughs> the only guy, and, and I'm, I gotta look at where he's going now. I really like um, Tyler's gonna get on me for this. Um, yes, bring it. I like Bryce Love. <laughs> I like I like what Bryce Love out of Stanford. I like what he could be. I like him like at his peak. He's got that speed. He's got a little wiggle to him. Uh, I think he's uh, you know decent in pass pro. I think he could learn. Like I, I really really like him. But he's coming off, you know, a couple injuries. I just don't know exactly how that's going to look. Uh, like, you know, sixth round guy. I don't think I'd take him for the sixth round. I'm kind of like you, like Tyler. Anyone that's anyone that I like is going one or two, like one or two rounds too high, and then the mm-hmm. rest of the guys just kind of seem like guys. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, people have talked about how deep this class is. Sure, it's it's deep, but it's deep for middling talent. There's there's the the amount of premium talent in this running back class is very minimal i would say josh jacobs and i could listen to arguments for david montgomery are the only two guys who i could even foresee going in the second round nobody else should even be smelling that and i'm the thing about bryce love i i feel like he doesn't even know where his offensive line is because he's always just running into holes he's always running into he's i don't know if he knows how to set up a hole i don't know if he knows how to read the the you know, the linebackers coming down the field. I don't know if 
I, I just don't know. And I, it's kind of hard to tell because, you know, as you mentioned, he's always hurt. And I just, some of the things that I'd look for in running backs are similar to some of the things I look for in linebackers. Like we had this discussion about vision and intelligence and just awareness. And I feel like he's lacking in some of those categories that you can sure you can coach it up. And he has some nice traits. Like he, like if he does find the hole, he's able to accelerate it through it pretty nicely. And he's like a lot of other guys in this class. He's a home run hitter. Uh, you know, like a Daryl Henderson, uh, well, so Devin Singletary, Divino Zigbo, Elijah Holyfield, you know, Benny Snell even falls in that category. Guys who are just home run hitters, but they're not going to be full-time contributors on any offense. Did you just say Holyfield was a home run hitter? Did you say Benny Snell is a home run hitter? <laughs> I did. He, because they, they break off big plays, they break off big runs. They're Sure, they're what you would consider a bigger power back or a bigger running back. But if you go back and you watch, they, they get big chunk yardage. And Betty Snell is not fast by any by any stretch of the imagination, but he breaks tackles. I watch a lot of Snell, and like I don't know, maybe you have a better feeling on that than I do, just looking at it from that perspective. But I watch a lot of Snell, and I was like, I loved watching that dude at Kentucky. Loved watching like what he did against Penn State in that bowl game. Like they knew he was running, and he still just they, they could not stop him. Mm-hmm. I just I just feel like his limitations. I don't I don't think he's a good NFL back. I think those chunk yardage are three yard gains, three or four yard gains in the NFL. I just I don't see. I, if you do, that's cool, and I hope he makes it. I, I mean, he seems like a good dude. I hope for the world he makes it. I just personally don't see it with Snell. I, I don't. I don't really either. I'm just saying that's how I would classify. Okay. You know why people maybe are higher on him because he does have quite a few big plays. He gets those highlight reel level plays, and people yeah. see those, and then they jump on the train. They're like, "Oh, this guy's good." Well, when in reality, that's one in every twenty carries in a college game. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the thing, the point I've seen for him is I was against SEC defenses, which is which is fine, but like that's like he's still I don't know I don't know he's limited. I, yeah, I think Snell's limited. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, hope he makes it. He's a good kid. He seems like a really good kid. <laughs> all right, all right. So let, let's lock this down, Dusty. What round are you thinking? If if they did draft a running back, what round would you feel comfortable drafting one? Man, like the highest fifth. Okay, probably like unless um. <laughs> like unless like Josh Jacobs drops to like the fourth round or something, you know, like that's, that's about the, like I would take, I would take Montgomery in the fourth. I feel like, I feel like, like maybe I would take Montgomery in the fourth, but even then, like I'm trading back in the fourth. I just mm-hmm. like, like before the fifth, I just don't feel good about it. And then even then, like any of the guys are going to be in their fifth. No. All right, cool. Tyler. Yeah, the way I'm looking at it is if you're taking a running back in this class, you're looking for somebody who can complement the skills you already have on, on the team. And Aaron Jones is going to be your primary runner going into 20, 2019. Jamal Williams is going to be your pass blocking specialist. I don't know if he's going to be receiving threat out of the backfield. So I don't think Aaron Jones is that either because of his he, – he's improving, but he's still not where he needs to be as a pass blocker that we've seen to be able to be on the field on third downs all the time. And I'm looking at this class, and like I said, it's a bunch, it's a bunch of niche guys. And so if you're taking a guy in this draft, you're hoping either, one, he can be that all-around running back so that he can come in and, you know, I would say out-complement the other guys because he can do everything, or can complement the skill sets they already have on the team. And I just don't see it. I just don't see a guy in this class. So I'm, I'm waiting until day three probably sixth round, fifth round, see who kind of falls there. And if you want to go out and get a guy like a Daryl Henderson, if he falls, a guy who can kind of break the game open on the sidelines, that's 
that's about it, though. I'm not not spending significant draft capital on a running back this year. Okay, well, so I got you. I like that. I'm my thought is at least fourth round. Since you've got two picks in the fourth, I'm okay if you find the the one guy that they're in love with that Lafleur thinks that he can you know definitely work with and can be the third complementary back. I want to talk to to you guys and just see what you think because you've got uh, you've got Jamal Williams, you've got Aaron Jones. For me, the guy that I was looking at, and I want to get some more information. I want to I want a bruiser. I want the guy that can go into the goal line and get me two yards to get into the end zone. I want, um, and I, I hate handing the ball off to a fullback at that position. I ha- I've hated that move forever. So I want to see your initial thoughts. Uh, running back, not the uh, running back from Alabama that would cost probably a first round pick <laughs> or a early second. But what are your thoughts on Damian Harris? I uh, I think he's good, not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking third, fourth round again. I'm not. David Montgomery, I think, is clearly running back two for me. Uh, he's the only other guy I would even consider taking in the back end of the second, but I think he's a third round pick for me, maybe early fourth. Um, and so, you know, he would be that guy. But if you're spending a third-round pick on a running back, I think you're hoping that they can start at some point. That's kind of what I think of that position. And, um, I, and for me, yeah, I, I'm saying, like, those first three rounds are, are ear, earmarked for every, you know, safety, mm-hmm. tight end, offensive line. Those are the positions of need, and running back is not truly a position of need. So if one of the guys, they like, falls to the fourth, I don't know. I'm just – for I, I really think that – they could use that bruiser of a back. So I was thinking fourth round pick could, could net Damian Harris. That'd be him falling a little bit. Uh, the only other guy that I have, I've seen, and I want to get you guys, Dusty, if you have any Damian Harris stuff as well. I think but, he's fine. If he falls in the fourth round, I think I'd be fine, but I'm not super high on him. I don't think. Okay. The only other guy that I like, and I, you know, Tyler, Tyler dives a lot more deeply into this, uh, than I do. Um, Who's the guy from Oklahoma State? Is it Justice Hill? Yeah, I'm actually glad right? you brought him up. <laughs> he he is a guy that I would probably be looking in the fourth or fifth round to spend a pick on because he's a little bit more of that passing specialist yeah. that, we, that I was talking about, the guy who can come in and instantly boost the passing game from that position. Um, I'm just not super high on him, but that that's what he would do. That That's his, that's that's, his role. Um, and that's, and and that's kind of one of the things that if, if Lafleur is looking in – that's that's kind of my my the way I'm looking at it is he's got these two and he seems to like the run game a lot so he's going to want either somebody who can really just beat the crap out of people while running or somebody that can you know be his um, his pass catcher on the back like I can't remember his name on the, on the, on the Titans a little tiny dude yeah um, yes he, he needs a Deion Lewis as well so uh, that's kind of my vision is either a girl mm. or just a huge, huge guy in the backfield or somebody who can, you know, is good in pass pro and, and can catch balls out of the backfield. So that's where my vision is, is fourth, fifth round of a running back. And if it's the fourth, they've got that extra pick. Um, and I think that could kind of be one of the two ways that they go. Yeah. My, my thought process behind a lot of personnel issues is how does the offense look uh, with this guy if they go no huddle and what can they do with that? I just, I just always think no huddle, and I think I like Hill. Hill, you could do Hill and or Jones. Let's do and. Let's do Hill and Jones, and then uh, you know a tight end. Uh, who knows what tight end? Probably Mercedes Lewis, I guess, and maybe if they pick up someone in the draft, uh, something that would give you an ability to, 
you know, give an actual legitimately two running back look that could actually do power running or split wide. Just something that just wreak havoc on defenses. And Hill fits that. But yeah, like you said, he kind of overlaps a lot with Aaron Jones. So I'm I'm fifth round. I'm cool with. I don't think any earlier than that. Just so where everybody's aware, there's also a Ryan Braun sighting at the Bucks game. I was just <laughs> going through Twitter to make sure we hadn't missed anything or nothing popped right before the end of the show. Um, but yeah, it looks like. Uh, We've got like every single anybody who's anybody from the Milwaukee or Green Bay sports outlets are there. Uh, there's also a Danica sighting. So is she with Aaron Rodgers? Or is she just with by Aaron Rodgers? Okay, well, that oh, is still God. going on. Okay. There's your TMZ moment. Aaron Rodgers still has a girlfriend, and it is still Danica Patrick. That's great, great breaking news. Good job, Steve. Hey, I do what I can. I do what I can. <laughs> uh, so we are. This will drop tomorrow morning for us. So that is Thursday. We are officially one week away from the NFL draft. <laughs> Some low tech, uh, low tech stuff for you guys, but uh, I had to be done. That is now my ringtone for for uh, the next week or so. I think it'll it'll stay around. I'm excited. I know I know uh, Dusty's excited for just kinda, probably with it to be over. I mean. <laughs> yeah, you just want to know who's on the team and, re- and ready to move with that. But yeah, that's it. I'm excited. I mean, NFL schedule drops, running backs. I mean, this is just – it's an exciting time to be a Packers fan, a new new coach and things. I haven't talked to you guys about this, so I want to get the organic response. But having seen the initial schedule coming out, I want to hear a prediction of their record. You know, I was pessimistic up front. I'm being optimistic. I'm being optimistic, Steve. Hot, I love it. Hot start. Uh, you know, they, they stay relatively healthy. Uh, those young guys take a good leap forward. Rodgers comes out firing, just perfect on the floor system, looking amazing. Drop a couple somewhere in the middle, close strong. I'm going <laughs> NFC North 12-4. and four. NFC Ooh. North champions at 12-4 and four is what I got. I am digging it. How you like it, Steve? How you like I'm it? I'm digging it. I don't have to call you by your full name now. I know. I was, I was, I was, <laughs> that's what I was going for. Uh, so I'm looking at the schedule, and I think that they are going to get off to a pretty midi- mediocre start. I think they kind of limp into the bye at like six and four, five and five, somewhere in there. Maybe maybe it's not limping into the bye, but you know it's not going to be pretty. Essentially, is uh, just they've got a really tough top half of the schedule, um, but I think they come out strong out of the bye. Uh, San Francisco Giants, Redskins, all very winnable games. Uh, Chicago Bears at home, you can win that game, even though it's a divisional game. And then you go to Minnesota and Detroit. I think they finished the season with about 10 or 11 wins. Uh, I'm going to go with, on the side of caution here, I'm going to say 10 and 6. That's my probably optimistic uh, still for me as well, uh, record <laughs> predictions. So is that probably a wild card, Tyler, I think? Uh, you know what? The entire NFC North has a tough, tough schedule this yeah. year. It's possible 10 wins gets you the division. Okay. Eleven. I think 11 definitely gets it, but I think 10 could possibly get it. And I'm going to split the middle on the two of you. I think 11 and five will win them in the division. I think Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I love that everybody thinks he's going to be the MVP. I just think there's there's so many talented guys out there that's he'll be close and in the runnings. I think he'll still have like a 45 touchdown, like four interception season. And it's like, it's like it's fine. That seems fine. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty <laughs> average for him. I mean I, I'm not expecting like the world. I'm not saying he's going to throw 60 or anything like that. I think it's a it's you know. For Aaron Rodgers on a, a fully healthy leg, I think that's a pretty pretty good season. So eleven and five is where I'm going. 
Tyler, it has been a lot of fun. Uh, we will be back in two weeks, but we will not have you with us. Unfortunately, yeah. this has been the uh, the two for you has been a lot of fun with us. Mm-hmm. But uh, coming back in two weeks, I think Dusty, Sarah, and I will be breaking down some of the, the Packers draft picks and everything. But we've had a lot of fun. We, we hate the fact that you don't like cookies. I, I still can't <laughs> comprehend what the hell that's all about. But you're a cool dude, and I like you. And uh Anytime, well, just, anytime. Just, just to correct you real quick, there. I never said I hated cookies. I just mm. said I don't eat a lot of them. There's, you know, semantics it's, here. It's don't, the don't same. Be it's, bad pictures about me. It's the same thing. We ran it up the chain. Um, that's what ended this partnership. Honestly, after two episodes, and uh, we 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 told Sarah about it. We told Sarah about the cookie thing, and she just she. I don't want to speak for her. Um, she <laughs> offered she offered to kill you for us. Uh, so we we held her back, Tyler. But, so yeah, she's in, and she's in Florida. So you know, there's crazy ass people in Florida that'll do anything for like a box of Oreos. Yeah, she could so. get an assassin for like twenty bucks, legitimately just twenty bucks. <laughs> well, now we have to add in Game of Thrones Oreos, and people are selling those on eBay for like stupid amounts of money. So I don't you even know. know. Yeah, game done changed, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a pleasure, guys. I had a lot of fun. Though. It has been really. awesome. Yeah, outstanding. I was saying, well. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, Pack of Day Podcast. Uh, I'm sure uh, you guys are all following us on Twitter anyway. But, yeah, keep interacting. We love it. Tell us what you love, what you don't love, and tune in in, uh, in two weeks after the Packers draft, and we can break it all down for you guys. But for Tyler and Dusty, I'm Steve. And as always, go Pack Go! One kick away from the NFC Championship game from the 41. Left task mark. 51 yard. Field goal attempt. Snap. Placement. Kick. 